friends, hello. Welcome back to the Reach More podcast. Today, we're very excited to have with us a college student at Elon University who has started her own apostolate. And so in this episode, you will hear about how she discerned that, why she felt like that was what God was calling her to, how she got it started, and how it's going. So please join me in welcoming Megan. Megan, thanks so much for coming on the Reach More podcast. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. So um, you're at Elon University, right? Yes. Okay. And you somehow got in touch with the evangelical Catholic and found out about Reach More. And then you felt like God wanted you to start an apostolate. So could you tell us about how you discerned that and what it was that you thought God wanted you to do? Absolutely. So um, yeah, I am a senior here at Elon University and I went through Reach More training my, I guess it would be the fall of my junior year now, um, or the spring, spring of my sophomore year. That's, that's how soft, yeah, okay. Sophomore year, spring. Um, and then I began my personal apostolate uh, this, the fall of my junior year. Um, I began a women's group. Um, I just felt like that's where God was sort of calling me to, to place myself in, in the community that I needed to be around. Um, and so after Reach More, after speaking with our director and assistant director for Catholic Life at the time, um, that's just what I felt called to do. So I gathered um, a lot of different women in our community. It's all ages, primarily upperclassmen, but um, all, all ages are welcome. Um, whether they're in our campus ministry or not, they're welcome to come. Um, and it happens about once a week. Cool. And did you have like some formal launch or was it just kind of like, hey, everybody, we've got women's group meeting at this time. Show up. Yeah. Um, for the first one I did, I, I advertised it. I was like, everyone come first women's group. Um, and only two people showed up the first time, but Hey, that's how it sometimes goes. And from there, you know, we had to do some readjusting, um, change the time, change the day. Um, so it's been a, a process and it's changed a lot over time. Um, not just within logistics, but also what I'm sharing with these girls. Um, and what we talk about and sort of the format. The format we have now is more of about three, three of the four meetings of the month. Um, we do a more formal sort of Bible study, uh, sit down and, and we really incorporate um, some different resources that I've looked at for the time. Um, and then the last meeting of the month, we do like a community night. So we go out to dinner together or um, we do a painting canvas night or something like that, just a, an activity for the, the women to come together. Gotcha. From the leadership and campus ministry there, did you encounter any difficulty or were they very supportive of what you wanted to do? They were very supportive of what um, we wanted to do. I think Elon has been trying to have some sort of small group format for a really long time. And so when Evangelical Catholic came in and sort of helped us um, with this, I was in the first group actually that we started at, at Elon University to go through training. Um, and they were all super supportive. Um, our small groups and our, uh, our personal pamphlets. Um, and so they have supported me the whole way. They've provided guidance when I needed it and thought that I was failing and just all of the sort of um, highs and lows that you go through when you initially start something. Is this group still open for anyone? Like, can anyone join any time? Or is it more like these are the women and we walk with them? 
anyone can join at any time. Um, and so I, there is a core group of maybe like five or six women who come. Um, but oftentimes they'll say, oh, my friend's in town. Can they join? And that sort of thing. So anyone is always welcome to join. Um, that's really the whole point is that women on this campus, I think sometimes there can be this idea that in a, in a rather secular campus, that everyone has to be a certain way. There's this mold that you have to fit into. I mean, I was sort of struggling with that my first year at Elon. I just wanted a place where I could go and be myself and it would be a safe place. So um, yeah, anyone can join at any time just because I do really want it to be open and, and everyone can feel like they can just be their authentic selves. Did you encounter any difficulties just otherwise or was this really kind of a like a downward slope for you? I would say the biggest difficulty would be my own imposter syndrome of thinking that I wasn't qualified or I didn't know enough or all of the above um, and just doubting myself and leading. Um, I struggled a lot with, well, what do I even have to advice do I have to offer? I feel like we all have the same struggles, but do I have any solutions for those or can I even walk with them in a way that would be different from what we're hearing in other places? So I think the first thing was just praying and, and asking the Lord to give me that confidence and understanding that he doesn't call me to have all of the answers, but just to walk with him and we'll figure it out together sort of thing. Um, so that would, I would say that would be the main one of just doubting myself, but throughout the course of the last year or so, um, he's really affirmed that desire and that, um, I would say just the, the need for community amongst women on this campus. Um, and there's just been little, I like to call them God winks along the way of just, this is what you're meant to be doing. So um, there's been several God winks along the way. Um, the only other struggle that I really encountered is that we are a busy campus and our students are very, very busy. And so finding a time that works for a lot of people can be very, very difficult. Um, so I would say that would be the, the other struggle. I think that's a really good thing to share. Oh, go ahead, Mari. Yeah. I would say really understanding why you're doing it, because that will keep you going. If you understand um, the need and and sort of following through that discernment and understanding why God's calling you to do it, um, you will be busy and there will be times where it's not convenient or where people don't show up and the timing just never seems to work out and you're doubting yourself. But following God's plan and following what um, you discern to be his will for your apostolate, I think that's the main thing because that will that will be your rock. That will be something that's steady throughout, even when logistics are crazy and um, life gets busy and there's midterms and all these things. Um, following through with that will be what will carry you through. I, I do want to go back to the imposter syndrome uh, thing that you brought up because that's yeah. so common for people. And the, I mean, just the words you yeah. said, like, I'm not qualified. And I, I think you've shown that um, the Lord qualifies you. The Lord gives you what you need mm -hmm. and that we overcomplicate things. And we might think, well, I'm, I don't have the degree or I don't have, I haven't been doing this long enough. Or I don't know enough. And that can keep us from ever doing anything because you'll never be perfectly ready. 
So I just want to applaud you for being willing to, to walk to the end of that diving board and jump in. Thank you. I think it's for anyone, even if you're a college student or if you're an adult, there will always be that seed of doubt in your mind that I don't have something to offer in this scenario or I don't know enough, but it's, it's okay to take that leap of quite literally a leap of faith um, and just ask the Lord to walk with you because we will never know enough. We will never be qualified enough for this. Someone who struggles with like perfectionism and just feeling like I need to be great at something before I can attempt it. Um, it's okay to learn and grow in that process because God, if he's calling you to do something, he will never allow you to not be equipped to do it. Like he will, he will equip you in what he's calling you to do. Um, and for me, that even just looks like watching a lot of Father Mike Schmitz and Emily Wilson videos on YouTube to, to discover topics that I could share with these women. And so it, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to go out and get your degree. Um, it can quite literally be going on YouTube and searching for topics or getting involved in other communities or um, I would consult with our parish priest a lot um, too. So there's not a formal way to go about it. Sometimes you just have to dive in and it'll work out. <laughs> great job. It's yeah. so it's so great that you have all those resources on YouTube now or just the, the internet entirely. Like yeah. Yeah. there was some stuff out so there true. when Maddie and I were in college, but nothing like what they're like, you can get a doctorate in yeah, no. now by watching YouTube. <laughs> That's so true. Exactly. Very accurate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so do you feel how, like, ahead, better equipped? I was just thinking, like, do you feel better equipped to have one-on-ones or to share your faith on a secular campus in the, like, through formation and through your time in campus ministry? You said through one-on-ones or... Um, like, do you feel better equipped to having, like, conversations where you can bring up the faith to people that aren't really practicing the faith through the training with reach more or through just your time at like through campus ministry. Yeah. I think one of my favorite parts about going about being on a college campus is you're always asking other people what they're involved in. So I feel like that question naturally comes up a lot. And for me, that has been, um, campus ministry. That's one of the main things that I'm involved in. It's where I spend a lot of my time. Um, and so that just being on a college campus kind of gives me a little bit of an in in the conversation to bring up, oh, I'm really involved in campus ministry. Um, and I have this women's group and that sort of thing. And then I think the reach more training has been what comes after that of how to talk about those conversations, because it can be um, pretty scary, especially on a campus like this, where most people aren't in a, in a ministry group or, or practice of faith. Um, and so I feel like that has really given me the tools of how to talk about things, um, specifically in our generation where it can feel very um, intimidating and you never want it to feel forced or disingenuous. Um, and so that has really given me the tools to kind of do the after. So what are you involved in? And then after that, um, kind of go into this is why I care about it. And this is why I think it's really important. Could you talk more about the the approaches that you've seen be, excuse me, the approaches that you've seen be successful speaking with your peers? I mean, as you just brought up, like people don't want to feel intimidated or judged. What have you found the most fruitful? I find with speaking with peers, we're all struggling with a lot of the same things. And I think that's where you kind of establish that common ground at first of oh, I'm really stressed. Well, how do you handle that? For me, that's going to prayer. How do you handle that? You know, and so it can kind of bring in this, um, this way of speaking about things by first establishing a common ground or, oh, I'm stressed with classes or I'm having a really hard time with friendships. Well, what are the 
what are the things that you and your friends do together? What are their values? How do you match up? For me, these are kind of the values that I look for in my friends. Um, and so establishing that common ground first is probably the biggest thing for me. And then from there, go into um, what what is it about that that can relate to faith? Or um, if they haven't thought about their faith life in that sense of, well, what about bringing that into your study habits? What about bringing that into cultivating friendships or your dating life or something like that? How can we make faith a part of all aspects of our life and not just um, if they do practice that hour on Sunday kind of thing? Now, one of the things that, that I'd love to hear about is some of the fruit that you've seen from your apostolate so far. So like, what are the ways that you've seen the Holy Spirit moving and showing up in your, your work? Yeah, I would say the female friendships that have come of it from women that are from totally different backgrounds on campus would have maybe never crossed paths other than meeting in my living room once a week. It's it's crazy that that's how the Holy Spirit has brought us together. Um, there's athletes and there's people in musical theater and there's people um, that are involved in campus ministry, but maybe haven't done anything outside of mass. Like, um, and of course, there's people who just bring their friends who's in town for that one week. Um, that has really, it's, it's, it's been a coming together that I never really could have imagined. At first, I just thought, you know, it might be my roommates and a few people that I, I'm, I actively see on a regular basis at mass or um, in some of our like events for campus ministry. But seeing the women from all walks of life come together has made me feel, it's just been, it's been such a blessing um, to see that uh, unity and also to have that common ground to make people feel safe. Um, when I've gotten a couple of comments of just, it feels like a safe space and that just, it brings me so much joy because that's what the original intent was, was to make it a safe space where you can talk about faith, where you can talk about your struggles and how to bring the Lord into those and specific struggles as women. Um, we do have a lot of events that are co-ed throughout our campus ministry, but um, we never really had any that were just for, for women. And so to see them say, whoa, I didn't think I could talk about this before just because it didn't feel like the right time or it was, you know, a mixed group of people, all ages, but this feels like a safe space to talk about that. I think that has been um, one of my favorite things, along with just, you know, the friendships that you make and, and seeing them outside of class and doing friendships. Awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. Um, where do you see the kind of the group going or, or what um, what else do you feel like God might be asking you to do to help uh, maybe raise up the next person? Like you only got a, maybe like eight months left at Elon. So um, yeah. what's, the, what's your replacement plan? <laughs> yeah, it's funny because he actually gave me an opportunity to practice that last semester um, because I went abroad in the spring. I was studying abroad for um, six months. And so um, in December of last year, actually, I had a little taste of what this might look like because um, two of the women that were in the group, um, my friends Emily and Kira, uh, we talked we talked about it, and I was like, I would really love for this to continue. Um, and they were super passionate, super involved, and they kind of took took it over while I was away, which was really. Um, just incredible of them to continue it. Um, so we had a lot of conversations of what does it look like? Well, what are your hopes for this group? Um, not just what I did, but how do you see it moving on? And so they were really incredible and in kind of taking it over and um, continuing it while I, was, while I was gone. So that was maybe the first 
instance that I had of what's going to happen when, when I go. And so now I'm thinking, you know, more towards graduation, more permanently. Um, I hope to continue something with wherever I end up um, in the postgraduate world, but here back at Elon, there's several women that I have expressed, um, you know, a a joy in, in, in this group. And I feel like there are several of them who would continue this. I think it's not only been um, just a fun source of community, but necessary on this campus where there is the culture is just so we're definitely in the minority in terms of culture and how we want to live and that sort of thing. And so I really do truly feel like it is necessary. And a lot of these women share that same same feeling with me. And so I think um, talking with them about, hey, you can you carry this on? Um, I think they I think they'd be willing to. That's awesome. I was going to say, because you're about to be a senior. And one of the things that I love about Reach More, and I keep telling this, especially, you know, I'm the consultant for Elon and for other universities. Like, what I love about it is we're training you to be a disciple even after you graduate. And so you mentioned this already, but um, do you have a plan or do you desire? Obviously, it depends where you end up and where you live. And God knows the plan. You probably don't know it yet, but do you? Not at all. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's fine. We'll pray for you. (laughs) Do you plan on continuing to start your own apostolate wherever you end up? Is this something that you just feel like this is great and I want to continue it? Yeah, I community has been a theme. I think I said this before, but community has been a theme throughout my whole life. Um, I've been a military brat for most of my life. So finding those friendships where I can has been something that um, I really desire. And it's, you know, continued throughout my life. Then obviously here at Elon, it's just been magnified. So I think wherever I end up, I will always be seeking to continue my personal apostolate. Um, The Lord is sort of, we're working through what careers might look like. And one of those potential options could be within ministry. Um, So I think that will always be a part of my life, whether it's career-based or just in my personal life. But um, I just find that, you know, faith is hard. And and especially for our generation, um, we're always combating these different sources that are telling us this is the way to live. You can do whatever you want. Um, there's no need for faith or something bigger than yourself in your life. I think that will always be something that I'm constantly fighting against and saying, no, this is really important. And so having community to stand with you in that fight is so important and having those friends. And so having a personal apostolate, especially after graduation, I think might even be more important because you're going through all these changes and Everyone is in this um, season of uncertainty. Everyone is um, probably still doubting their abilities to with whatever job they're in and just feeling sort of uneasy. And so I almost feel like now that I think about it, it's more important after graduation to continue that because there will be a lot of loneliness probably and a lot of uncertainty. So absolutely is the answer. Absolutely. Awesome. Glad to hear it, Megan. I mean, I figured, but it was good to, I would just want to see. Yeah, for well, sure. Megan, what can we pray for, for you and your apostolate as you journey forward? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thank you for offering. Um, I think one for, um, this is a stressful time of year just for students, just with midterms and exams and things. Um, So one that um, the women continue to rely on their faith and rely on this group and each other during stressful times. I think, I know for me personally, when I get stressed, I tend to retreat into myself rather than sharing that struggle with others. So, and I think a lot of them are very similar. So just that we can rely on each other in these difficult times, um, but also 
don't forget to share the joy that we're experiencing. Sometimes the stress can overclap, um, override all of the, the joy that is going on in our lives. So um, just pray for us to rely on each other and also just continue sharing in joy. Um, and then if you wouldn't mind praying for me personally, that imposter syndrome never really goes away. So just continuing to rely on the Lord that um, he will equip and he will provide would be wonderful. You got it. Marty, would you like to, to lead us in closing prayer? Absolutely. Let's do it. And Megan, thank you so much. It's been a joy to just see the Lord work in your life for the past few years. So let's pray for you. Yeah. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. Come Lord Jesus. God, thank you for the gift of knowing you. Thank you for opportunities that you give us to just say yes to you. Thank you for Megan and for all of those at Eli University, for students everywhere. We ask that you may continue to just draw their hearts close to you, that you may open their ears and minds and hearts to just receive and to know where you're calling them to, to, to. Lord, guide them, be with them, and help them to always know just how seen, known, and loved they are by you. We ask all of this in your holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Megan, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It was great talking with you both. You got it. Well, God bless you and have an awesome day. Thank you. You too. Bye, everyone. Well, friends, thanks for joining us for that discussion with Megan about her apostolate at Elon University. And I really, again, want to underscore um, how great it is for her to recognize the, the lie that the enemy is telling her that she doesn't have what it takes, what she called imposter syndrome. And she said that that never leaves and that's still going on. And uh, for those of us who deal with that, we can remember like it might not leave us, right? That accusation is still going to be there. And yet we know it's false and we can trust in the Holy Spirit to provide what we need and uh, be patient and carry on. So I think that's our homework for this next week is look for ways that we doubt ourselves, that we doubt that God will show up for us and make a, a plan to take a concrete step in trusting God with whatever we're doing. So friends, God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great week and we will be, be, we will be back with you next week. Peace.